Hi everyone, and welcome back to Balkansis, the show that's going to help you navigate the massive challenges of life, motherhood, culture, identity, and belonging with more ease, acceptance, joy, and purpose. Thanks to each and every one of you that come back every time to listen, learn, heal, and feel inspired. If you do love the podcast, then do me a huge favor and hit the subscribe button. It really does help spread the word. gorgeous people and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Balkan Sis. I'm so excited. It's February the 1st, 2023 and it is my birthday month. Yay! I'm so, so, so excited. Guys, I turned 35. Holy shit. 35. Wow. I remember when I was a kid, I used to think 35 was really old. And, yeah, I remember thinking 30 was really old. (laughs) And here I am at 35, yeah, as uh, excited as ever. Look, I love birthdays. Some people don't. I love any excuse to celebrate, any excuse to have a party and have fun and spend time with your loved ones. Not that we need a birthday to do that, but... You know, I think it's always awesome when there's an occasion or an event where you can celebrate yourself and you can celebrate others. And, yeah, what can I say? Holy moly. I'm really, really excited. So it's birthday month, birthday week. My birthday is actually tomorrow. But I wanted to record the episode today. And actually today I think it's just going to be 35 top lessons I learned in 35 years. So, whoa, holy moly. I mean, obviously... You know, from zero, from age zero to five, <laughs> you don't really know much, I guess, about yourself, but um, it's just all the lessons compiled into one and all the things I've learned up until now. So I thought it'd be really great to jump in because I've had some awesome guests and then I thought today's episode, I'll do a solo episode uh, just with me, myself and I, and uh, I'll share some wisdom, um, some lessons, some heartbreaks and if you want to play along and you want to contribute, feel free to write to me, send me an email or connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn, wherever you are, and I'm always happy to connect and, um, yeah, see what magic we can create together. So, look, I'm not going to ramble on too much because otherwise this episode is going to go on for ages and you guys will be here for hours. (laughs) So I wanted to make today a quick one but an insightful and powerful one. And I hope that maybe some of the things I share along the way uh, help you out uh, wherever you might be in life. So, okay, guys. Well, wow, 35. So let's go to number one. So number one lesson. I would say, personally for me, it's the realization I had after I had my son is no one is coming to save you, Ivana. That is a big one. Um, you can seek help, you can seek support, you can ask questions, you can get guidance, but ultimately you have to make the decisions. So it was a really huge realization for me before, you know, after I became a mom that 
yeah, no one is coming to save me. Um, even though I have really great family and really great friends, that was a big one. And I think once you realise that, that the world doesn't owe you anything, that, you know, there is no exception just for you. Like, hard lessons aren't going to stop just because it's you or just because you're a good person. Like, I'm such a good person, I do X, Y, Z, why do bad things always happen to me and why did I have a shit year and all, all this self-talk. It's ultimately only I can save me, only I can, you know, deal with my own shadows, deal with my own stuff, my own experiences and try and come out the other side. So that was a huge lesson. No one is coming to save you and, yeah, that one was really hard. That, that, that one, look, I'm still learning that one, so it's not like the lessons I'm sharing, like, oh, I've learned and I'm done with them. Life is a ever-growing tree, so it's a journey. It's not like I've arrived and now I'm finished. Um, you know, I'm hoping I'm going to have a really long life, so and I'm going to keep on learning. But that was lesson number one. Lesson number two it says, "You can, well, this is what I pre-wrote for myself. Um, you can do this. Don't doubt yourself." So that's a big one um, because I happen to self-destruct very quickly. Um, I don't necessarily succumb to other people's pressures or, I guess, opinions. It's more so what I think of myself. So I do get into that imposter syndrome thing of I can't do this, what makes me so special, why, does, why would anybody want to book me, why would anybody want to work with me, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's where, that, yeah, that was a hard lesson for me to, to learn and still learning as well as you can do this, don't doubt yourself. Uh, that, that goes in all areas of your life. So, you know, work, motherhood, friendships, wherever you are at the time. Anyway, so number three is don't compare your journey to someone else's. You don't know what life is like on the outside for others. Um, and it's true because, you know, the same comparison is the thief of joy. And it truly is because you're comparing where you are right now which might be step number four, comparing it to somebody else's journey, which is step number 10. Uh, and you can't do that. If anything, you should use that person um, as a marker, maybe of where you would like to be or, or adapt some of the ways that they're doing what they're doing. You can adapt into your own life. So if anything, other people should serve as reminders or as markers of, you know, how are you going or how are you tracking? I guess if you want to measure it to some degree, which, you know, you shouldn't. At the end of the day, we're all on our own journey. Your journey doesn't have any more less value than somebody else's. Um, so, yeah, I would say don't compare your journey to someone else's. That's, that's a big one um, because, really, com comparison is not healthy, especially in our culture. It's comparing, like, <laughs> we get into, look, I know you guys can relate. It's this whole thing of, like, you know, oh, you're talking about, like, I don't know, I have a headache, and then someone else says, oh, but, you know, I broke my leg last week, and I have a <laughs> You know how it is in our culture? It's like people compete uh, for, for the top spot of who's had it the toughest, who's had it the roughest. And culturally, we all have been through a lot, so it shouldn't be a competition. It's all valid. Your journey is valid just as somebody else's, even if necessarily your, your experiences weren't as tough or as hard as somebody else's. But that's not to say that you didn't struggle more. So, yeah, I would just say don't compare your journey uh, to where somebody else is, you know, because people fake fake it, uh, especially with social media. You know, we're only showing 10% of what we want people to see, maybe even less than that. So we're only showing and projecting how we want to be perceived, not 
actually truly how we're feeling. So that's where I endeavor with whatever I share for it to be authentic or for it to be truthful because I don't want to be sharing some false narrative or some false version of myself, you know, and I think we've seen that on social media quite a lot. And it's impacting the way our children are growing as well. Um, you know, my little son right now is four years old. And he says, oh, my mummy, you know, I'm so small. Mummy, I'm so short. You know, my friends are bigger than me. My friends are taller than me. Mind you, his friends are older than him, you know, five years old, six years old. So he's comparing, you know, his growth and how big or small he is um, to somebody else. So that's a big one. Uh, try not compare your journey to, to somebody else. Uh, that's a huge one. Number four is keep sharing and spreading your joy no matter what. Now, this is massive as well. Um, I think we generally like to categorize people between I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert. So either you're a people's person or you're not, which I think you can't, you can't categorize people like that, humans like that, because we're all a bit of everything, really. So sometimes, you know, you might be extroverted, but if it's with people you feel comfortable with, you know. Um, see, for me, I, you know, it looks like my light's always glowing, but really I need a lot of alone time. So I need a lot of downtime. So keep sharing this. Yeah, spreading your joy. God, I can't even talk, guys. <laughs> keep sharing and spreading your joy no matter what, even if you have people telling you you talk too much, you're this, you're that, or you don't talk enough, or you should be this, you should be that, you should be more of all these other things that you're not. Um, so that's my reminder and the lesson that I had to learn is keep on sharing and spreading regardless of what other people think, like fuck it. And another thing, culturally, that's that's a big thing, you know, girls shouldn't be too much of this or too much of that. So, you know, for me growing up, it was suppressive. It was a suppressive environment in terms of, oh, you know, I guess even with kids in the 80s, not just me, it's like kids should be seen, not heard. Um, specifically, like I said, coming from our Balkan heritage, our Balkan culture as a collective, that's a big one. So here's your reminder, keep on sharing and spreading your joy no matter what. Um, and if somebody doesn't fucking like it, they can move on. Honestly, if somebody has a problem with how bright you're glowing, with how much you're sharing, with how much you talk, with how loud you are, look, you know, you, you don't need them. You need people who will uplift you and support you. Constructive feedback is great, but if somebody's bothered by your brilliance and bothered by your happiness, um, then they're not your tribe, they're not your people. That's a big one. Um, yeah, it says number five, don't run, you're allowed to slow down. So that's a huge one. I would say that I would that I ran for myself and for my life for the first, like, probably 30 years of my life. Um, I didn't stop until I had my son and I was 30 at that stage so please slow down there's so much power in slowing down um, perhaps maybe you're somebody who's really relaxed so you're looking to maybe bring up your tempo speed up that's different but if you're highly strong and yeah you've had to overcome a lot in your life and you struggle to slow down that's a huge one so don't run walk be steady and don't be afraid to slow down. Um, that, yeah, my nervous system for probably, the, like I said, the first 30 years of my life was just a nightmare. So I hope that that, that one helps, yeah, regardless of where you are in this current moment um, with yourself. Um, just trust the process. Uh, number six, be authentic um, and be who you truly are. Don't emulate fathers, so similar to the other one. Um, yeah, being authentic, um, that 
that has many different versions. But for me, it's about being who I am at home and also being that person when I'm out, not feeling like I'm acting on a stage, um, not act, not feeling like, okay, I'm with strangers now or I'm with work people or I'm here, I'm there, so I need to be this different version of myself or here I swear and here I'm, I shouldn't swear because, you know, I'm going to be seen a certain way. No, it's about owning who I am, owning who you are fully and staying true to who you are and authentic. So that, that's a big one um, because, yeah, I acted like I had very different versions of myself for my parents. I, you know, I was acting in a certain way that I thought would make them happy and then I was acting in a certain way that I thought would make, you know, work people happy. So, yeah, just own who you are. Trust trust yourself. Um, number seven, um, being a mum is sacred work and you will be all right. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. So becoming a mum was, yeah, if you know me and you've been following me for quite a while, like <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat shit, becoming a mum was the toughest thing I have ever had to do and am still doing in my whole entire life. Like, if you compare it to anything else, like climbing the, the tallest, biggest mountain, becoming a mum is the hardest and most amazing thing you'll ever do all at the same time. So, and it is sacred. Um, and I'm finally, yeah, getting out the other end. Like, my son is four and I love, I love spending time with him. I love being with him. I'm really settling into being a mum and... Yeah, just not minding all the things that I used to not like when he was a baby. So, and look, it probably has a lot to do with sleep as well. So, that's that's one big one. So, that's what they call matrescence. So, matrescence is a journey. Uh, matrescence is sort of like they describe motherhood how they describe puberty. Um, so, you sort of go through the same thing as what you did in puberty, but you go through it when you become a mum. And and I really 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 vouch for that. So. Yeah, look, it's sacred work. Um, you shouldn't take it lightly. And you should really look after yourself um, also while being a mum and doing everything for everybody else. So number eight is trust your gut always. Oh, my God. Yes, this is a huge one. So trust your gut. Um, what does that actually mean? It means so many different things. Like I said, I can't elaborate too much because we'll be here all day. But I've had to just learn how to trust my gut and my intuition so it's like if I enter a room or I meet a person or I have that initial first feeling I should really follow that in your true essence that's what we should all do so if you've met someone and you don't get a good feeling that's a huge red flag or you know you have a gut instinct like oh I want to do this or I don't want to do that your first initial reaction is always the way so yeah trusting my gut has been a work in progress because sometimes you think oh hang on Am I wrong? Am I, yeah, trusting yourself is a big work in progress. So that was a big one for me. Number nine, life is a marathon, not a race. Stay in your own lane. So I guess this is a combination of a few other things I pointed out before, but it is a marathon, guys. Like you can't, I'm 35, for example, you know, okay, maybe some younger people have achieved a lot more than what I have or vice versa, but I'm happy with where I am and I'm happy with who I am. So Looking at life to be something enjoyed, not something to be enjoyed. That's a big one. Um, because, for, you know, that the whole martyrdom, that whole Balkan sort of upbringing and, and 
it's like, you know, go hard and you should do this by this age and you should do that by that age and, you know, it's all about education and what you have and what car you drive and all that. But, you know, I just want to look at things in, through a bit of a different lens of just, yeah, like wanting to just enjoy myself. Um, it's not a race. I'm not up against anyone. It's just me. So, yeah, it's a marathon. Not a race, guys. Just enjoy it. We'll flow. Uh, number 10, don't be afraid to ask for help and build your tribe. That's a huge one. For years and years and years, I didn't know how to ask for help. I thought asking for help meant I was weak. If I asked for help, uh, it meant that I couldn't do something myself. So I had this whole independency complex where if I didn't do something and it wasn't done my way, then it was going to be a fucking nightmare. So that's a huge one, building your tribe, building your village, building your people, whether it be virtually online or in person, you know, um, a person you can go to for this problem, a person you can go to for that problem, someone who can help you solve something here or there. Or, so, you know, not just being surrounded by mums or not just be surrounded by young, you know, single people because you're single, like have a different variety of people that can give you different feedback and that can help uplift you in, in different areas of your life. That was a huge one as well for me. Um, and I had to learn how to ask for help because I became a mum. And all of a sudden, I didn't have the amount of time I used to have. And I didn't have the amount of hands, you know, free, free hands to do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, that was huge. I cried a lot because... I hated the fact that, yeah, my mum had to help me and my mother-in-law had to help me and people had to jump in and I had to rely on others. But I've learned to become comfortable with that. Um, and asking for help, yeah, through therapy, through self-improvement, whatever it might look like for you um, in any area of your life, asking for help is an art form. It's difficult. And you can't do it with everybody. You know, you might ask and then you get knocked back. So it deters you from doing it again. So, but yeah, that's one big lesson I had to learn for myself. Um, number 11, you will change, grow and flourish. Um, so yeah, not everybody will stick around. So like I said, through life, you will shed so many different layers, like a skin shedding its skin. And not everybody's going to stay on that journey. You know, um, you're going to have people that you've been friends with for a really long time that all of a sudden drop off. Um, when you get into that new relationship or you land that new job or you have a child, you're creating a family, your circle will grow and evolve and, and be open to that. And things will change. Um, and as you grow, you know, not everybody wants to see you shine. So I would just encourage you just to keep on fighting the good fight and just keep on flourishing. And if people are going to drop off and you get disappointed, that's okay. Maybe they weren't meant to be there in the first place. So not everyone is going to stick around. Um, I sort of see it like a train and that train just keeps on moving and you, you have stops, you know, which is like life. And some people are going to get on and some people are going to get off. Um, so, yeah, who's going to fight for you will fight for you and who won't will move on and that's totally okay, even if it's heartbreaking too. Number 12, keep on creating impact no matter how big or small. Um, look, this is a huge one. Um, for example, like this podcast or any project um, or anything that you do in your life, it might be with your child, it might be within your family, within your network, it might be something small at work, um, keep on creating impact no matter what. So that's the thing, like I might not have millions of downloads on this podcast, which I will, but <laughs> 
can keep on sharing it, but it's like I keep doing it because it's it's um it's a passion and I love to connect with others and it lights me up. So even if it's something that you're doing on a daily basis that's creating impact, you know, for yourself or for somebody else, keep on doing it. Even if there's no gratification, even if there's nobody to pat you on the back and say, wow, you're doing a great job. If it lights you up, then that's enough. Just keep on doing it um, and keep on creating impact. It could be just small gestures. Um, doesn't have to be big, big, big stuff. Just think small, sustainable action, um, giving a meal to your neighbor or whatever it might be. Okay, number 13, embrace your quirkiness and the things that make you do. Yeah, massive. Like, look, guys, I swear, I, I say the F word quite a lot. And some people don't like that, and some people do. And it's like it, it, embracing just the things that make you uniquely you is massive. And I think you only learn that through age, because I think when you're young, all you want to do is be accepted. Also, for me, coming as a refugee, all I wanted to do was be accepted. So I made sure that I wasn't quirky or I wasn't myself. Like, I was making sure that I was a different version of me because I was trying to simulate. I was trying to be someone I wasn't. So I was trying to, like, become an Aussie kid when I wasn't Aussie. But I'm growing up in this Australian world. So in a way, I had to just sink or swim. I had to adapt. So for ages, I suppressed all the things that made me me, that made me quirky. So... In whatever element this applies to you, just embrace your quirks, embrace the things that make you unique or different or, um, yeah, that, that people would remember you by. So anyway, number 14, uh, life won't stop being hard or what makes you so special. Yeah, look, once again, this all comes back down to number one on top, which is nobody's coming to save you. Life won't stop being hard. Like that, I <laughs> just even last year when my dog died, I was crying. And I was crying to my sister and she's holding me and I'm like, I keep on losing things. I lost things in my childhood. We lost our childhood home. I lost the country I lived in. I lost the culture. I lost the people. I lost family members. And, and I just felt like I kept on losing. So then when I went back down that rabbit hole of grieving and loss and being sad, you know, my sister's like, well, look, you know, it's going to continue to happen. And I was just like, I oh, know, shut up. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. I just want you to hug me and make me feel seen in this current moment, even if it means telling me something that I that I want to hear. So, yeah, life won't stop being hard. And I think somehow on a cellular level, once you accept that, that, yeah, difficult things are just going to keep on happening. So they're not going to stop. Um, I sort of used to hold my breath and anticipate, oh, my God, something bad's going to happen. So... I wouldn't create too many ruffles or too much change. Like I just had all this fear, like what is if this happens and what is if that happens, especially even more once I became a mum because, you know, you have this little person to look after. So, yeah, life won't stop being hard. Uh, what makes you so special? That was, yeah, look, even though we all think we're special <laughs> and we are, um, we're all still human. So human things are going to keep on happening um, and you just once again it comes back to that tribe and it comes back to creating that little village for yourself number 15 stop seeking external things and validation um, everything you're seeking is inside yourself yeah that's it that's a massive one um, yeah it's I had to learn that the hard way also and I still am because you know we seek external things to make us feel better 
when in actual fact that everything we already need is inside of us. We're not broken. We're not, we don't need fixing. You know, we don't, when you look at all this marketing around coaching or around any sort of self-help, it's like people make you feel like, are you lost, sad, scared, confused, you know, then you should book my eight, you know, eight step program or whatever. But the whole point is if you just um, dedicate some time to sit with yourself, like how in the previous episode I talked to my yoga teacher and we have that 50-minute free meditation, it's about sitting with yourself so that you can spend time on your own doing things that light you up um, so that you can hear that little whisper, you can hear that little voice about what do I want, you know, not what's grabbing external stuff through, I don't know, I drive a fancy car, I have a big house or look at my new couch or whatever, which all those things, yes, bring us little bits of joy. Don't get me wrong, I do my $10 eBay purchases. They make me happy when I'm feeling down. But really the work starts from within, so, and then it trickles out. Number 16, um, yeah, if you're feeling lost, lonely and confused, do what makes you feel good and that comes up, that sort of ties in together with number 15. Um, I've had many moments in my life where I didn't feel good um, and where I felt alone, even though I've been surrounded by so many people, um, where I've been confused about my direction and where I'm going and what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with and all these things. You get into your head um, and you're doing little things that make you feel good, like having a glass of water, having a nourishing meal, you know, talking to a friend, enjoying a hot coffee. It might just be small, just start small. Number 17, it's okay to cry. Let it out, girl. No shame in facing your shadows. 100%, it's okay to cry. Let it out. Like, do not keep shit inside, even if it's rage, even if it's anger. I'm not saying go hit someone, but I'm saying letting things out is healthy. Um, crying, if you cry a lot, that's fine. You can also cry from gratitude because you're happy. There's many different reasons why people cry. Um but there's no shame in, in letting it out. I used to, yeah, not cry because obviously growing up, my dad would be like, what are you crying about? Like, I'll give you a reason to cry, you know, because if you were upset about something, someone took something from you. So also culturally, like, you know, this is on a personal level for me, but also on a bigger level for all of us and, and how culture ties in with all of these is huge. Um, number 18, happiness is temporary. Um, what I'm seeking is contentness and peace, 100%. Look, it's this whole thing of, oh, what do you want? It's like, I want to be happy. Well, what is happy? <laughs> you know, because you might only be happy 5% of the time, but um, for me, it's just inner peace, like just feeling okay within myself, no matter what feeling arises or comes. It's about just feeling okay with where I'm at. Number 19, your turn will come, 100%. Your turn will come, that's all it means is like, you might see somebody else shining and you think, wow, why hasn't that good thing happened to me? Or why aren't good things happening to me? You know, I deserve this, I deserve that. Be patient, your turn will come. Even even that that goes for me even now, 35. 34, still for one day. Uh, number 20, learning to say no is much more powerful than saying yes. Yeah, I used to say yes to everything chronically and now it's all about saying no, um, which... Yeah, that was that was tough because, hello, good girl era coming from this Croatian family. It was like you have to say yes to everything. If your auntie asks you to do something, if your grandparents ask you to do something, um, or your friend or someone in the community, you always have to say yes. You always have to jump and do these things because culturally this is how good girls are trained. 
So that's a big one. Um, so learning how to say no actually became very difficult for me, and I only learned that through my best friend, who used to say no quite a lot, which was shocking. So having her say to me, it's fine, you can say no, and people are still going to love you, that was huge for me. So, yeah, retraining my brain and retraining my habits has been very tricky and very hard. Um, and also, like, once I became a mum, I couldn't do everything, so I had to start, I was forced to start saying no to things. Number 21, uh, there is things out there bigger than you. Um, keep the faith, 100%, once again. You know, whatever you believe in, regardless of your faith, just remember, you know, there, there is things that are bigger than us, um, that, that control, you know, destiny, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're just, you know, a tiny little part um, of this bigger picture. So keep, keep the faith in whatever you're doing, uh, whatever faith looks like to you. Um, have something that anchors you, whatever that might be, uh, whether it's prayer, meditation, I don't know, whatever makes you feel good inside, um, just that helps keep you steady, just keep the faith. Number 22, you're not alone. There is one person out there who feels and thinks exactly the way you do. Yes, this is tied in with number 21. Once again, um, you might feel alone a lot, um, or maybe you are alone physically a lot. Maybe you're stuck with a small baby at home 24-7 or two babies, whatever the situation might be, and you think, oh, my God, I'm the only one who's going through this. So, yeah, you, you will you will feel stuck in many aspects of your life, but, um, you know, if you look out there and you reach out, you'll actually realise that, you know, nine times out of ten, there's always somebody going through the same thing as you that can relate. Number 23, um, life is not just about what you eat or drink, it's everything you consume. Yes, like, obviously in this modern day and age, it's this whole fad, modern age, it's all become about this diet, that diet, you should eat this, you should drink this to, you know, for optimum this, and you'll live this many years. But it actually comes down to everything we consume. And that includes other people's emotions or other people's problems or other people's agendas. It might even be even with things that were happening during, um, you know, the big global pandemic of what was happening in the last two and a half, three years. Um, it's about everything we consume, the news we watch, the movies we watch. Um, it's, not just, it's not just food. So, yeah, just being mindful about what we're consuming is, is huge. Um, that, that was, yeah, one thing because I just used to think, <laughs> like... If I just eat this in one day and then I drink this, then, you know, I should feel healthy and I should feel like this and I should feel like that. When in actual fact, I was bypassing the fact that I used to say yes to everything and I was severely burnt out. So then it didn't even matter what I ate at the end of the day, you know. Um, number 24, never underestimate the power of connection. You never know how much you have impacted someone. Um, yeah, and that ties in with what I've previously said not underestimating who we're talking to because you never know who you might be having a conversation with. And also your small gestures, something that might be small to you is really big for somebody else. So not not burning too many bridges, you know, like letting people go diplomatically because you just never know down the track where our roads will meet. So don't underestimate, you know, that one hug that you give to someone or that one uplifting word or conversation it means something to someone so don't stop doing it just because you think i'm not getting anything out of this um number 25 this is a big one for me be prepared to stand alone <sighs> look i've had this a lot um some people might think wow she's really opinionated she's this she's that so 
being prepared to stand alone, even if it means that you know you lose people along along the way. Um, but I would rather do that than um, be a people pleaser and be in the crowd and pretend that I'm someone when I'm not. So. I was really afraid to be alone my whole life. Like, I grew up in this big family and, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of friends. So, yeah, I didn't really like being on my own too much. Obviously, being a young girl, our whole work is tied into who we're married to or how we service the family. So, yeah, standing alone was actually very hard, but I'm really coming, stepping into my power the older I get and I'm prepared to stand alone if it means that I fight for what's right. Number 26, express gratitude for friends, our family, and people you love. Yes, expressing gratitude doesn't have to be towards others. It can be towards yourself. Um, but expressing gratitude in a way of um, just even writing it at night or just writing like three words or even three words in the morning, just saying thank you to your grandmother or thank you to your mum or your dad or your best friend or someone who's helped you out in life. It's massive, you know, just... Just being kind and also thanking yourself, thanking your body. You know, there's so many times I've hated my stomach after I had my son and I've actually thanked my body and I've said thank you, you know, from birthing this creation. And um, well, I've said thank you to someone who's been there for me. Yeah, even if I haven't heard from them for a while, but maybe they had a huge impact. So, yeah, just expressing your gratitude is a big one. Um, number 27, the family you create is much more powerful than the family you come from. Uh, sadly, look. I think that's true in a lot of cases. Um, you know, it's like you come from this ecosystem, you come from this one family, and then you start to create your own family, your own tribe, uh, through maybe through your own children or maybe through adopted children. It can be through fostering. It can be, uh, you know, you might have animals, you might have friends or roommates, whatever the situation might be. But, yeah, creating your tribe, as you, you get to do things, you get to rewrite I guess your life to a degree from where you were as a child to where you are now and I think that's really powerful and obviously very scary so I'm really proud of the family that I'm creating um, and yeah it's a huge responsibility I must say but um, and look with siblings and parents and those dynamics can be highly complicated and they are in every single family um, whether it be close or extended. So just focus on, yeah, what you are building um, right now with the people who love you and who support you. Um, that's a big one. Number 28, uh, protect your bubble, your union and your love. Yeah, so protecting um, protecting who and what you are and protecting your union. So whether it be your relationship or, um, I don't know, protecting your, your views, maybe like it could be indifference of opinion um yeah it's not about being ego driven but it's just also about like standing firm in what you believe in and what's right so that's a big one um not everyone means well upon you unfortunately so that's something i'm still yet to learn and um and being a mama bear as well you, you do get very protective of your family and of your child and you know what that's okay standing your power um number 29 Always be prepared to learn, even if you hear something you don't like. Yeah, look, for years and years and years, yeah, if I heard something I didn't like, I would get really triggered. Um, it would really trigger me. So if it was in a work environment, I was fine because it's a work environment and I don't know everything and I'm learning, especially if it would be a new role. So, or from a mentor, or from someone you're trying to learn something from. But always, yeah, be prepared to learn in, in whatever aspect that comes in. 
um, in your family or through your friendships um, or through your education or work environment, um, even if it's things you might not like to hear, which I've heard a lot from people like <laughs> through different readings and um, different ways um, that I've tried to, I guess, get to know myself better. I've heard things that I don't like and it's like, that's okay. You can be open and honest. You don't have to like everything that person is telling you. You don't have to take it all on board, but at least um, take away some aspects that you can adapt into your current life. Number 30 would be changes the only constant, adapt even when it's messy. So yeah, adaptation has been a big one. I think we had to adapt so much when we were children that then when you become an adult, it's like it's a lot harder to adapt. Um, when you're a child, you know, you don't drive. Like that. We didn't drive when we came here. We were just little kids. We didn't know the language. So in a way, we sort of just had to do do this, you know, do this thing. Whereas when you get older, you become a little bit more conservative um, and you steer away from danger or you steer away from difficulty because you've had it so much in your childhood that, uh, this is in my experience, for example, is that when it gets messy, I just try and keep things, you know, you have harmony. But the thing is, change is constant. Change is, yeah, if I don't go out and seek change, then change is going to happen to me. So that's a big one. Um, I'm still learning and I'm learning so many different things. So this is like, it's not like I said, a completed list. <laughs> uh, number 31, have fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> it's so true. I stopped having fun like I had a baby, I had a kid, and I just stopped having fun because, look, I've had fun, don't get me wrong, we do dance parties, we do all sorts of things, and we're silly, and you can't all be silly when you have a kid, but what I mean, I stopped having fun as Ivana, not as a mum, uh, it's more like I stopped doing just fun things, like spontaneous things, because when you have children, it's so chore-driven, um, and it's so time schedule driven that there's not much room or space just to be fluid and have fun so for me definitely this year I just want to have more fun um I want to do last minute things I want to book things last minute I want to do more fun things with my husband and with my son and yeah and look also pandemics it's not like we've been able to have like outside fun but um fun can come in many different shapes and forms. Fun can really just come through your imagination, I guess. So for me it's just channeling more fun. Um and this is what this podcast has also been about. Healing and also fun. Number thirty-two, I care more about how things feel rather than how they look. Yeah, definitely. Um I care more now about how I'm feeling inside rather than how it might look to somebody else on the outside. So Caring more about my own opinion than what I do of others. So that's, yeah, through your 20s, I think you live more by how will other people view me versus how, how will I view myself, you know, like other people's voices are more important than your own. And culturally, once again, this is something that um, we all stem from that, you know, I'm trying to change. Number 33 is breathe. Whew. Honestly, just breathe. And things are going to be all right, just breathe. So that's, I've definitely learned this through yoga and just slowing myself down and giving myself that permission slip because it's not going to come from anybody else. No one else is going to come and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, it's okay, you can slow down, like, you're still worthy. It's giving myself, reclaiming my own power and giving myself permission to breathe um, and take things easy. That's been massive. 
and not, not always having to be productive. Number 34 is you're allowed to change your mind. You don't belong in a square. So what I mean by that is not in an actual square, guys, but you're allowed to change your mind with things. Like let's say you signed up to a university degree and you don't like it anymore. You want to change, but it's going to upset too many people. Fuck it. You, one day you might like chocolate cake and then, I don't know, in five years' time you might decide you don't like that anymore. And that's okay. You don't have to... It's this whole thing about not being able to change our narrative, like, I used to like this as a kid, or I used to like this, you know, at this stage of my life, and I should always have to like that. No. Your interests and your hobbies and your relationships change and alter and grow, and as we change and grow, the things we like and don't like are going to change also. So, once again, it's just about giving yourself that permission sleep um, of just adapting and changing and growing and learning and... You don't have to like the same things you used to like 10 years ago. That's fine. That's, yeah. Um, once again, it comes back down to men- in mentality because in the Bantam mentality, it's very much like what you choose now has to be what you have for the next 40 years. And I don't like that. There's not much freedom in that. So I'm definitely still working on that. Um, number 35, which is the final one. Um, <laughs> I've tried to ramble them off because, like I said, otherwise we'll be here for a really, really long time. And I wanted to keep the episode under one hour. That was my goal. So, yeah, look at how far you've come. That's number 35. Right now, wherever you are, wherever you're sitting, I want you to think of how far you have come. So, you know, just sit down, close your eyes and just reflect back on how far you've come, whatever your age might be, 35, 25, 45, 55. Um, too often or not, we look at how far we have to go. So we look at the gap between where we are now, where we want to be, and we just solely focus on that. But I want you to solely strip it back and focus on where you are now and look back on all the stuff you've endured and all the things that you've overcome. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. And I want you to, I'm patting myself on the back right now. I want you to pat yourself on the back. I want you to, I want you to give yourself a big hug um, because you're still here. And I want you to celebrate how far you have come because I'm certainly going to be celebrating how far I have come. It doesn't diminish how far I want to go. Um, and it doesn't show my dreams, but it just means that I'm simply acknowledging my journey and I'm acknowledging me and I'm expressing gratitude towards myself and how far I have come in this thing called life. Um, it's hard, it's difficult, it's messy and, and you know, we've seen that not everybody wants to partake in this. Um, this is why people, you know, take their own life and, and sort of try and go to a different place and, um, and that's okay but, you know, you've, you've committed to being here, you've committed to staying and just Give yourself a big hug, honestly. You're an amazing human. Um, And I really just want to express gratitude towards you guys and say thank you for being here on this journey with me, uh, creating these little episodes. You know, sometimes it feels like nothing because it feels like who's really listening? (laughs) And then I have a look at the statistics and I have a look at all the different countries that people are listening from. And I just think... Holy shit, there's actually people out there who listen to this and it's just really humbling and really nice knowing that I'm not alone in this. Um, These problems we face and talk about, um, everybody is moving through something and I'm 
down, literally just having a look on, okay, so I've got listeners, I want to just shout out to the different countries that are listening. So I've got listeners in Australia, in America, in Germany, Guten Tag, <laughs> and look, Germany is the soft, soft spot in my heart because we lived there for five years before we um, came to Australia, so uh, I love Deutschland. Uh, Denmark, um, I don't know, any Danish, I'm sorry, Slovenia, um, I'm not sure, I hope it's Petra, um, it's a lovely Instagram friend I have, she's Slovenian, so hopefully she's listening. Netherlands, I hope it's uh, Carolina, I love Carolina, she's a digital artist and a psychologist, and I hope to ha actually have her on as a guest. There's Canada, um, and there's so many listeners, so it's like the people I'm pointing at, it's just the people that have reached out to me, but Canada is a soft spot in my heart, um, I hope um, Peter Francie is listening, uh, Francie, if you're listening, I want to say hi, there's also uh, UK, France, Bosnia, oh my beautiful Bosnia, I miss you so much, Hrvatska, Croatia, Switzerland, Sweden, there's literally people listening in India, in Ireland, in Turkey, Austria, Serbia, Estonia, Italy, Italia, and I have a lovely follower from Italy, she's amazing as well, she's um has a Balkan heritage, uh, Alexandra Sophie it's her, I want to say hi, Poland, Slovakia, Brazil, Egypt, Finland, Malaysia and Belgium, so there's literally such a big mix of countries because our diaspora is so large and there's so many people out there with Balkan heritage and my mum just booked tickets to go to Europe the other day and I'm so jealous and yeah, the lady that was serving us and booked mum's tickets, her grandfather was uh, I think, uh, you know, somewhere from the Balkan region, I don't know if it's Serbian or Bosnian, but yeah, so you'll always just at least meet that one person uh, who has that connection, and I think it's so powerful, um, and yeah, embracing embracing myself, and I hope you get to embrace who you are and where you are right now, embracing, you know, all the things that make you do, embracing your past, your present, and your future, whatever, you, whatever your future might look like. Um, you know, we only get to dictate so much uh, and the rest is decided for us. So just, yeah, try and enjoy this little thing called life. Thank you for being here. And thank you so much for all the birthday wishes so far. To all the people who celebrate uh, in February. So if your birthday is this month, I'd like to um, extend my warmest greetings. And if you'd like to connect, to send me a little birthday message. I'm on Instagram. It's at Ivana Sturbach Alfonso. I'm on there. And I'm always open to connecting. And, yeah, guys, that's it. That was my 35 things I've learned in 35 years. And, it, look, it's a lot of things. It's very hard to squeeze into one little episode. So if any of that resonated with you um, or it struck a chord or you had a light bulb moment, um, let me know. I'd, I'd love to know what you've learned on your journey. And can't wait to come back on here. I've got some awesome guests that I'm in the works with and talking to and planning and time scheduling. So there's heaps more episodes to come. And, yeah, happy birthday to my fellow Aquarians, if you believe in star signs. <laughs> and I love you all. Can't wait to chat in the next episode. Dovigenia. Ljubi vas puno i veliki pozdrav. Bye. Ciao. So that was the episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it. And as ever, if you did, 
please consider sharing it with your loved ones and leaving me a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It really does make a difference to the number of Balkan sisters that we can reach with the brilliant wisdom that my guests and I share. Thanks for being here. Idobijenia!